Hello. Hello. How are you on this fine morning? I'm fine. <laughs> fine on the fine morning. Yes, it matches. Um, you can't you can't ask for much more. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, very good coordination. <laughs> uh, how how is how is yourself on this this fine day? Uh, it's not bad. Um, I this morning I woke up to um someone suggesting that I uh have turned well. I, along with a colleague, have turned the iMore show into a gossipy podcast. Oh. Um, so that was an interesting thing to read. Apparently, apparently, sometimes they don't like to have um, uh, rumors. Apparently, so yeah. I, I got a question. Do they mean? Do they mean back rumors? They mean like celebrity goss? <laughs> oh gosh! I wish we were doing. I don't wish we were doing celebrity gossip. No, but that well, would be funny. But I was just uh, supposed to sure if it's something that came up in conversation. Like I cannot identify with this. This topic does not interest me. <laughs> no, not at all. It, it was talking about yeah, like rumors about the Mac mm. uh, being pushed back. The 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 air. What is it? The MacBook Air being pushed back and not being announced sooner rather than later. Oh, I forgot um, about that rumor because it was like last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, talking about rumors turns mm-hmm. it into a uh, gossipy with scare quotes, um, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. I, I, would, I would not agree with that. But uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, 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 find, I find it interesting whenever I see people on the Internet uh, who closely follow things about Apple getting upset that um they're reading things about future <sighs> products and it's like well yeah would you think everyone was going to be talking about uh just like how much we love our keyboards or like how much we don't <laughs> love our keyboards or i love my clicky keyboard <laughs> and here's one that you get a little bit of dust under it and it's ruined for life and shows your life ruined for life yeah. um I've, you know, you can't please everybody is is what we all must learn. There was a day when, um, <laughs> on the same day, I received two pieces of feedback. They were the exact opposite. Um, one of our sponsors for the show, uh, the Amor Show, is just like, it's a site that where you can go there and get good deals on different stuff. And so I had had I'd been having um, like the co-hosts pick out a deal and say like this is what uh, this is a pretty neat deal. I would get this and so i had one person complaining that that was spending too much time which you know is a legit complaint i understand um and then on that same day someone else sent a message like this is the best way to do advertising ever uh i love hearing what people like and you know what what deals excite them this was great uh you know going on about how positive it was and so it's just this funny moment where you get the exact opposite response from two different people and you can't please everyone and you can't anger everyone and Mm -hmm. that's the world we live in yeah 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 i would uh i would agree with that i have (laughs) had similar experiences that's either here nor there, uh, because what we do on this podcast is, of course, talk about uh, rumors and um, all the time. This is our rumor podcast, uh, except we we don't have a lot of a lot of juicy goss to uh, to get through today. Yeah, yeah, not a whole lot of that juicy goss. That's the juicy goss um, theme song. Oh. We at the at the Juicy on. Goss Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a really nice jazz club. 
uh, where every drink involves some form of fruit juice. So you can't get any, like they don't just have, you know, straight up whiskey, straight up uh, vodka or anything like that. Sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> but wine counts, wine counts. No, um, so you can get a glass of wine mm-hmm. or you can get a, a cocktail, including fruit of some sort, or you can actually get a fruit cocktail. Um, while you listen to different like, people get up in front of them straight from the can, <laughs> like that no, kind of this is a fresh fruit cocktail. <laughs> okay. Only the very best. See, this is like a speakeasy. Yeah. Um. So you got to know the secret, the secret code, so that you can hear the juicy goss. Everything's just on a secret menu. Nobody can figure out what they can and can't order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go up and you try to ask them, the bartender, like, no, we don't have that. No, we don't have that. And you're just going down until you could find something that actually is on the menu. Mm-hmm. But all of the names, it's like named after, instead of Apple, it's like, what's what's the name of Apple in, in, in French? It's like Palm. Palm. P-O-M-M-E. Everything is in a different language, uh, depending on the fruit and the night. So it's it's quite complicated to to figure out what drink you want. So it doesn't get that much business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's how we keep our our overhead down from having too many employees because we just there have the one guy turning everybody away because they can't order it. <laughs> Sorry, that's the wrong wrong passcode to get in, and you can't order any drinks because you got those all wrong. You're wrong. It's wrong. Everybody's wrong. Go home. Yes, yes. It's sounds like my kind of place. <laughs> it's, it's really going to be very efficient uh, when you when you think about the actual service part of it. Uh, not not so much the ordering component but uh yeah that's 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 one way to do it uh what would if you were hmm, i've talked talk about this what is your favorite cocktail moscow mule hands down always mm. go I, I, to I, bev yeah, i do find that refreshing yes there there's a, a local place where typically if i get a moscow mule i'm like don't don't mess with it there's a much more colorful word that i would normally use there uh but don't <laughs> mess with it it's just I just want a normal Moscow Mule, but there's a place in Springfield that has um, a Moscow Mule where they use a uh, a mint vodka instead, and it is actually quite delicious and even more refreshing than your your typical Moscow Mule. Um, so they're allowed they're allowed to mess with it, and I know some of the people there, so I always get to have a. a copper mug without having a hand in my the way that they because people will steal those real copper mugs because they're worth a pretty penny mm-hmm. um so they usually make you turn in your id until oh. you return the mug as a deposit but i sort of wink and then i get to keep my id and everything's fine oh that's good yeah uh there's a when we went to new orleans they have uh like some Nolans. Co- yeah Nolans. they had some uh there was one restaurant uh it was um le pen i think um it's it, it, it's it's it, i think french for the rabbit um basically uh and it's a like a Carib- french caribbean um uh cajun well not cajun creole kind of a thing going on um and they have a special cocktail that you order and there's only like seven uh brass rabbits that they have that you drink out of for this thing um, and somebody had uh, stolen one of the brass rabbits like right before we got there. Oh no! And so the uh, the restaurant's Instagram account uh, said, "Hey, you know, you guys all paid with credit cards, right? So we know exactly the seven people who ordered." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this. So if you don't like come forwards, we're gonna, you know, uh, we're gonna charge uh, you for a brass rabbit. Yeah, and so they they finally get, got their brass rabbit back after that. But I just thought that was entertaining because I, I I don't usually think about the uh, the complications that come from um, people uh, just sort of taking things um, because. I'm not somebody who goes to a restaurant and's like, I need yeah. to keep this thing that's not mine forever. I don't understand it. I no. don't. I don't get it. And I've been with a group of people where uh, I remember there was. I think they ordered ice cream or something like that, and they came in these these adorable little ice cream dishes. And someone at the table put forth the idea that maybe they should leave with the ice cream dish and i'm like i don't get you i don't understand <laughs> what this what where does this come from this is wrong uh i, I don't not not a fan no and i'm glad that the i'm glad the restaurant was like you're you're all so you're just that how you paid with with your credit card i'll just charge you for it if you'll bring it back you doof yeah uh well it was a. Uh, there's also a. Uh, uh, there's an exception if you go to like a tiki bar and they have, you know, pay extra to take home the tiki mug. Of course, they don't give you the one that you drank out of because that one's sticky. Uh, they they give you one that's in a box in the back because they have a whole bunch of them boxed in the back to sell. Um, and so that is fine because you are exchanging money for a good. Yes, the, there's the yes, there's pay there, yeah. and there's not um forced pay because <laughs> like the idea that that. I'll take this. And I guess, you know, I'll run the risk that maybe they'll charge me for it. That's not how that works. That's not how decent human beings work. Stop stealing. Mm. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> I agree. So tell me, wait, hold, so you you go to tiki bars relatively frequently in comparison to me, which is not frequently at all. Do you do <laughs> I was going like, to say like twice a year, I guess, counts as frequent. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, well, maybe I did. They just stick out in my head because there's mm -hmm. always such very colorful beverages or beverage decorations. Um, I there's a, a place in town called uh, I think it's called the Golden Girl, um, which is an adorable name. Mm. Um, but it's a tiki bar with tiki drinks, and I'm just I end up not being a fan because I think it's too too many layers of of bev. Um, what do you usually get if you go to a tiki bar? Uh, well, there is, I'll usually look through the menu cause every place will have like their own thing. Um, and I won't exactly know what I am in the mood for or what any of these things taste like because they're usually not incredibly descriptive about what the, what the actual, right. like the name doesn't necessarily match up with what's in the bev. No. Right. Uh, so there are a couple things that I know to stay away from, like, um, uh, what's it called? The zombie. Um, that, that one, that one's, that one's, <laughs> zombie. Yeah. Zombie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one's, that one's, that's no bueno. Um, the, uh, there's a, uh, Porto Prince cocktail that I first had in San Diego, uh, which is apparently something that they uh, started serving in the Caribbean, uh, and that is an ounce of dark rum, an ounce of uh, Demerara rum, a quarter ounce of overproof rum, three quarters of an ounce of velvet falernum, and that's what gives it its flavor, and it's very strange, and I love saying velvet falernum, uh, and then you get uh, three quarters of an ounce of lime juice, 
half ounce of pineapple juice, half a uh, quarter ounce of grenadine, and six drops of Betterman's Ella Ella Macule, uh tiki bitters. Um, but Interesting. Uh, yeah, so it's basically rum, a tiny bit of fruit juice, and uh, the velvet falernum. And the velvet falernum tastes like <laughs> like cloves that and allspice like- and stuff. That oh okay okay see now you got me now yeah. you got me so you basically I love get like cloves pineapple Ooh. and sort of like those warming spices kind of thing um, together oh that actually sounds really good yeah and it's over they do it over crushed ice which I'm usually not a fan of because uh, I find any beverage with crushed ice to be less appealing than just having ice cubes because um, it's always just sort of an adventure to try to get your straw to the bottom but uh, exactly and not get tiny little ice shards up your straw but uh, the uh, that's the way to do it I guess it, it's it's quite good uh, and so that was at the oh, place in San Diego and there's uh, some other tiki drinks that they have at various places which are similar and I'll usually describe the kind of cocktails that I'm looking for uh, out of the experience um, because like I said, you can't discern really from the menu. Uh, so really just talk to the bartender um, and be like, I don't want anything too sweet. Uh, and, uh, you know, there there you go. Because there are, there are some that are just like, here's sugar uh, with rum. <laughs> and it'll F you up uh, something serious. But, uh, you know, d- d- it's it's not. It's not a good thing, especially <laughs> especially the next day. Uh, I, would, right. I would. Yeah. You right. want to you want to avoid your heavy sugar cocktails. Yeah, I think that's the other reason that I'm not a huge fan of of the the tiki bevs because it's very easy to find uh, sugar, sugar, sugar. But <laughs> velvet falernum sounds like something that uh, and is it is entomology the study of insects? I think it is um, that an entomologist would name like a butterfly the butterfly's little swirly mouth thingy. That's that that would be a velvet falernum in my head. Oh, I was gonna say it was my dragon name. Um, that would work too, <laughs> or a very expensive uh, uh, pay pay by the hour type of um, type of move. <laughs> yes, I'll have one of the velvet falernum. Uh, oh, honey, how much money did you bring? Because that's going to cost you. Oh dear. Um, yes, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you don't get out of Missouri much, though. <laughs> So I can't imagine there are a lot of tiki bars around you other than the Golden Girl. Yeah, I mean, I but within Missouri, I go to several places and they they they're they're there's always a tiki bar included in the package. Um I don't always go to them though. I just again I like I tend to be a fan of just like, hey, I'll have two fingers of whiskey. Thanks, and then <laughs> I'm good. Well, that wouldn't um, even work at our our, our uh, Juicy Goss restaurant. Uh, no, I know that's yeah, that's the thing. It, Juicy Goss, our secret underground nightclub slash uh, speakeasy. Mm-hmm. I would I would be like the only person who could get that. That's like the exclusive thing. You you know, they see me uh, in the VIP section. I imagine that you would. Uh, not be in the dancing portion of the place. Um, so I'm just over there hanging out <laughs> and I have my two fingers of whiskey and someone comes up like, where do I get that? I'm like, you can't get that. It's only for me. <laughs> Tonight is palm. You you have very strange power fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, yes, there we go. This is my if, if I could do anything. Um, uh, if 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 you could do anything, it would be have two fingers of whiskey on a dance floor in a speakeasy you owned, where nobody else could have two fingers of whiskey. Yes, and well, and it's very important. Like part of the power fantasy is having someone approach, asking where they can get just some whiskey uh, or. Uh, a shot of some sort. Those people. If anyone asks me for a shot, I'm kicking them out. Oh. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Why? Why is that? Do you find that only trashy people w- want to have shots? No. In fact, I just had a shot of tequila uh, this past weekend, and I don't consider myself trashy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just like not in not in not in our underground speakeasy slash nightclub. No, there there aren't shots there. Oh, you got to maintain propriety. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, would there be any food at our underground? Uh, Joe, you're in charge of that because you're very, very, very particular about food oh. and have way more thoughts about it. As you'll recall, I don't really think about food. It just sort of is a thing that I know provides energy and therefore I begrudgingly consume it. So what what do you think? Will we have food? Will we have snacks? Will we have uh, bar bites? What What do you think? Yeah, I think I, I would I would veer more towards bar bites, um, having having small things that you can uh, uh, pick up and eat or on little tiny skewers so that you don't have to touch them, uh, especially if they're covered in any sort of sauce or, or grease, because I find that it's really kind of gross if you're in a bar and then your fingers are all sticky and nasty. Um, Ew, yeah. yeah. And you get them, like, you touch cups and you touch other people. Yeah, and that's why we won't have any wings. Um, no wings, no. thank God. Yeah, no no wings of any kind. Wings are Plus banned. Plus, they're very... They, they, there's just a lot of heady smell involved with wings. <laughs> and I don't, we don't need that heady smell there, ruining the ambiance. Yeah, I was walking by... Uh, it was in a mall walking by, like, a Buffalo Wild Wings or something, and there were, like, five tables, like, full of wings, and everybody's, like, Ooh. chowing down, and I'm walking by, Ooh. and you could just smell it coming at you, and it's just like... Ugh. <laughs> And it's so, ew, it's like... Uh, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Something that will alienate the listeners, but that you will probably personally identify with. I don't like eating meat that's on a bone um, at all, like with my fingers, picking up and eating it. Yeah, I'm right there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get it. I get it. Is it yeah. is it for that reason that I was talking about, or is it because of the way that meat on a bone has a lot of extra... A lot of extra stuff you sort of have to watch out for. The the extra stuff you have to watch out for, and it's also uh, gross. I don't like I don't like <laughs> the, the the touching part, or like if you eat like a drumstick or something, and then it gets all over like your face. Ooh, um, that's the worst. They're just so greasy. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, no, I, I just sit there with like a little fork and knife, cut up my mm-hmm. my little boneless skinless chicken breasts uh and then i'm fine <laughs> see that that goes uh along with my I've, I've talked about it on a most important meal um and may have brought it up in other podcasts but i hate 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 the feeling of stickiness between my fingers at all mm-hmm. in any form and so i'm very careful if i ever have uh food that involves maple syrup especially um that's the worst thing to get between your fingers. And I'm just thinking about it now and it's sort of turning my stomach a little bit. Um, I don't, I just don't like that 
any sort of residual feeling of of stickiness between my fingers and I will wash my hands like six times after eating pancakes practically. Um I yeah, any any food that involves fingers I typically will avoid using my fingers to consume it. Although I have not gone as far as to eat popcorn with chopsticks. I do still eat popcorn with my fingers. I well I don't like popcorn so it solves that problem for me. There you go. Yeah. I mean occasionally I will consume some caramel corn or uh uh you know some sort of caramel corn mix with nuts. Now when you say caramel corn, do you mean because uh, I think there are two varieties of caramel corn. There's the caramel corn that has like a, a nice candied shell on it. And then there's the caramel corn where someone's taken some warm caramel and poured it over the top of like a bowl of, of, of popcorn. Which version is your uh, choice? The, the coating. Um, not, I, I would not have like fresh caramel corn um, just because I'd Good. be worried about molten sugar. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's not not yeah. and it doesn't get all it doesn't get all of the popcorn and it doesn't mm-hmm. it's just not I don't yeah, I'm not not fond of that as no. an idea as an ex, as an execution either of those things. Yeah, also you would think it would make uh that if you were buying caramel corn that it would be stale because it was done long enough ago that they were able to enrobe it in caramel and then l- leave it sitting <laughs> there except the caramel enrobing process seems to uh keep the the moisture out of the kernel so it doesn't get like all nasty like if you just have like leftover like regular popcorn or like one of those like you know you ever get the the mix that has the 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 caramel corn the regular corn and the the cheddar um mm-hmm. powder you know one? i do yeah well the the other two get stale but the caramel corn stays uh seems to stay fresher i think um mm-hmm. and i don't personally buy those but i remember when we were kids uh people would often like buy them and give them to my mom, especially around the holidays. And I don't remember why. It was it was like a tin, yes, like a we, festive tin. We get tin. those still. Yeah, it's a tin. And sometimes it has cinnamon popcorn in there as well. Oh, I never had um, the cinnamon one. <gasps> oh, see. Well, you love cinnamon, though. I, <laughs> I love cinnamon so much. And so it's like this perfect mix of cinnamon and salt. And it's so good. Uh, it's so sweet, though. I, like today, I could probably only have like three or four pieces of it. Um, because it's incredibly sweet. But as a kid, I could just munch down on some cinnamon popcorn. Oh my god, I'm getting, I'm getting, <laughs> my mouth is watering a little bit thinking about it. Um, it is so weird that you don't like food, but you're just like, oh, cinnamon flavor, <laughs> isn't it? And I don't, I don't get it either. I don't know where that comes from. And I was thinking about this the other day because um, I was talking about, I, I'm. I'm doing a vegetable garden this year. Uh, back to my Missouri roots, and I literally am planting. Yes, I'm planting radishes, and I really like radishes, and I really like water chestnuts. And I know those are not the same thing, but the texture and the experience are the same. There's this very strange sort of when you bite into it, the crisp separation that takes place is really pleasant to me, and. It occurred to me, and I've talked a little bit about this before, but the experience of food, because of the fact that I just like, I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I truly am not exaggerating when I say that most of the time I'm begrudgingly consuming food. That is literally how I feel. Earlier last week, I was getting hungry and then I was ignoring it for a while and then I was getting hungrier and I was ignoring it and finally it was like 
son of a gun, I have to go make something to eat. And so like I went into the kitchen sort of angry at the fact that I needed to put something together that I could eat. And I remembered that I had made um, rice and beans uh, earlier in the week. And I, I like sort of happy danced at the fact that I didn't have to take the time to make any food and I could just warm this up and eat it. Um, but when it comes to like enjoyment that I get from food, it does come from, I think, the experience of food. I think that's why salad is my favorite food type because of the fact that it's like all of these different things coming together and the way that it's like, it could be cold in your mouth and you can have like salty things in it and uh, olives and all these different things add up for, for more of an experience. And so it takes something that when steak is just like in, in my head, like it doesn't have much, uh, much experience to it. Um, something like salad has all of this different like jazz coming together. Da, 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 da. That's the lettuce, and then bum 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 bum. That's the Kalamata olives, and then wow 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 wow. That's the Caesar dressing, and it all comes together for this delightful concert in your mouth, and that's what makes food interesting to me. So, I guess what I'm saying is I'm high maintenance, and no <laughs> one should ever spend any time with me. Well, I mean, a salad technically isn't high maintenance, um, unless you're expecting somebody to make all those little little, tiny noises. Um, (laughs) Make those noises while I eat this. (laughs) There's my power fantasy. (laughs) I'm going to hire a bard to make music while I eat. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, mm. Uh, I mean, I like salads, I guess. They're okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, but, I no mean, one I, should be. Everyone should be very careful about salads right now, right? Well, no, it's we should, we are technically probably past the point of that. With okay, the see, technically, mm-hmm. probably is some major hedging there. Well, no, lawyer but see, Joe. here's the thing: is like, sure, we might be past that particular outbreak, but be, the farm conditions that cause E. coli outbreaks still exist, and we are Ugh. not very good at tracking where our produce comes from. Still, so that's a good point. Yeah. Um, you know, you just gotta, you gotta just keep on top of it. Um, that's why, uh, if you ever go to a Trader Joe's, I don't know if you have them out by you. Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, like once a month, they usually have a recall of something because <laughs> something's been contaminated. Good God. Uh, I don't know if you, it, it, I, I, there was a period, I think like a few years ago where I would walk into the Trader Joe's that was near my old office in Culver City, um, and I would just get like groceries or uh, just like a quick lunch or something. And I'd walk past the the checkout uh, counter and then there would just be a laminated piece of paper um, with like a black and white image of whatever it was that they were recalling that day. Uh, and it was just like, this is kind of insane that you guys have so many recalls. Why am I still eating here? <laughs> but, uh, but yes. Ugh. Yeah. I think they're better about that now, maybe. I uh, hope so. <laughs> I yeah. I, there's not one in the town that I live in now, but we have several in uh, some of the more populous cities. Uh, so every time I'm there, I always go because I love. Uh, a, a, ooh, it's a food. Um, I really like Trader Joe's chocolate covered banana bites or whatever they are. It's just like cut up banana that's frozen and they cover it in chocolate, and it's they're very good because I really like. Uh, I like banana. You know, you could do that at home. Make those myself? Yeah. Yes, and I, and I actually have before, but um, I, it, 
that whenever I'm like in in that town and I just want we you know we always end up going to Trader Joe's and it's a fun little snackable snack to take along with you. Oh oh, um, oh by the way, I went to the original banana stand that uh, they have from Arrested Development um, where they have the the frozen chocolate dip banana, uh, <gasps> and it was good. Uh, but awesome. it was not. It doesn't doesn't look like it does in the show because it's obviously completely different. Because they also filmed like the one on the show in like Mar- in Marina del Rey or something like uh, instead of like Balboa Island down in Orange County. Um, so did you check to see if there was any extra money hidden in it? Uh, it did not appear that it was constructed in a way that you could easily conceal money. Um, but uh, I did not examine the entire facility so gotcha yeah it was not also not much of a like stand as much as it was like a a part of a building with a window in it. oh that's too bad yeah but uh any anyway uh yeah you should you should just freeze some bananas and cover them in chocolate um i actually just like to i don't go the extra step because again that's it's a pretty sweet treat um Mm -hmm. but i yeah anybody out there you want a nice, uh, cool treat for the spring and summer months. Uh, as your bananas are getting older, instead of making monkey bread, monkey bread, no, instead of making banana, banana bread, bread, I was or like, throwing... "What the f are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of monkey bread are you making, you fool?" Uh, instead of Did making, you know, bananas ban- uh, that monkeys don't like bananas. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I heard that. Like, it's not their not their go to treat. Yeah, so how um, dare you put it in their monkey bread? What and same with with carrots and rabbits. It's not so much that it's not their go to treat. They would have it, but you'll kill a rabbit if you feed it too many carrots because ca- carrots have a lot of sugar in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they should only be given as like a dessert treat. Anywho, that's if, why that's if, why we have frozen baby carrots at the the Juicy Goss restaurant, so you can crack your you teeth go. on them and then die from sugar. <laughs> ah, ah, my <laughs> crown. Um, so go ahead and take those browning bananas. You peel them, of course, and then wrap them in some aluminum foil and stick those bad boys and bad gals in the freezer. Uh, and you later come out with what is essentially like a banana ice cream treat. It's very good. Very good. Uh, and, you know, uh, a better choice than actual ice cream. Uh, and it... it leads to less food waste now uh, did you just say a better choice than actual ice cream okay better for you okay. is what i was going for so i was, I was Not... gonna say there's a small protest forming um <laughs> led by joe yeah i mean here's the thing when you are lactose intolerant like me and you can either take Take a pill and then have some ice cream, or you could just eat this delicious, uh, sweet treat that comes from a tree. Then I'm going to choose the delicious, sweet treat that comes from a tree that doesn't require any extra prep. But uh, for those of you who can enjoy the the beauty of of ice cream without any extra prep, uh, I can understand how a frozen banana would not do it for you. Uh, but pro tip. Um, I had well, growing up, I remember telling a friend of mine about this little hack instead of making banana bread and they, you know, stuck them in the, they wrapped them in foil, stuck them in the freezer. And then I like inquired, Hey, did you have that yet? No, no, no. I forgot about that. So they go to their freezer, they pull it out, they unwrap it and they didn't peel the banana first. <laughs> So the banana peel was frozen to the outside. It was just, they couldn't eat it because the banana peel was not separating from the banana. So please peel your bananas before you stick them in the freezer. 
Yeah, I mean, you can freeze them like that if you are going to use them for banana bread because you defrost them. But uh, but yes, if you're if you're planning on having them frozen, then pl- please peel your bananas first. Please peel the banana. Mm-hmm. But uh, I hear I hear the banana is going to eventually uh, go extinct. Go away. Yeah. So do go ahead and keep one cryogenically frozen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you save save the species after the the mass die out. Um, we'll just have some frozen bananas. We'll reconstitute everything from. Mm. By that time, I'm Jurassic sure we'll Park have for gene- bananas. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have the that kind of thing under control enough. I I would hope that we can just like clone bananas. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we currently well, are I guess cloning they technically bananas. Are clone- yeah, they are clones. <laughs> That's the oh, problem. Dear. <laughs> oh no! Because they're all the gonna... telomeres keep shortening. No, no, it's because the 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 the, the they they don't have disease resistance uh, because they can fall victim to the same disease because they're all the same. Ugh. Yes. I mean, similar things have happened with other uh, plants and vegetables uh, that we are like, we like this version of it. Let's just clone this forever. And then it's like, oh, wait, <laughs> there, there's no immunity for this thing to that one thing. So then all of them die. Um, so that happens. No good. Yeah. Like, uh, did you know Uh-oh. that uh, American stuff, um, when they brought uh, grapes from America back over to Europe... That uh, there was this thing called phylloxera, which uh, destroy basically almost all of the viticulture in uh, in Europe um, because that the, all those vines were not capable of dealing with it. So what they ended up doing was uh, hybrid. Uh, they they split uh, American vines um, at the root structure, so that's American root structure, and then they sort of have this little notching thing where they just can graft on the European, uh, uh, like stem part to the upper part. Whoa. Of it. Yeah. And so that makes it resistant to the disease, but, uh, still lets you have the European grapes, which taste better than the American ones because the American ones, um, are awful. Uh, if you wow. ever, ever had like muscadine wine, I don't believe I have. Okay, anyway, those are American grapes. Um, and they taste like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like Concord grape jelly, uh, but as a wine. Ew. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, sometimes. So, so super sweet? Well, not s- sweet, but like very sort of grapey. Um, as opposed like to it, like. Almost like artificial grape. Yeah. It kind of veering towards that, because it, it, which the wine world refers to as foxy in tasting notes. <laughs> Foxy wine. Yes. Uh, which is. Oh, see, I feel like we'd have to offer that though because it's perfect for the <laughs> the theme. It just feels very. Like, I'll have a glass of foxy wine. That feels like not a good idea for. Je- for Jazzy, foxy wine. No. No, 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 no. I overrule it. But we will have, <laughs> we will have your. We'll, we will have uh, uh, Moscow Mule and uh, we will have a uh, cinnamon uh, flavored. Uh, beverage and we'll, oh, we'll use <gasps> can we have little bowls of cinnamon imperials instead of like peanuts <laughs> sure uh, but we'll we'll we're gonna make a, a cinnamon imperial infused vodka mix that with some fireball and then oh no please we add, can't have fireball we add can't. a shot of aftershock to it um and then we'll serve that on okay fire. i i'm hanging up <laughs>
<laughs> I refuse to have Fireball anywhere near me, much mm-hmm. less my place of business. But it, but it's cinnamon flavored. I know, but it's Fireball. <laughs> That's it's the worst. It is the embodiment of toxic masculinity. Well, yes, but also it tastes terrible. Um, I, which I, I feel like is <laughs> just like toxic masculinity. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really sampling a lot of toxic masculinity I with knew my you mouth. I gonna um, go there. <laughs> <laughs> but Micah, how much toxic masculinity have you tasted? <laughs> uh, uh, we, we oh, have my fun, don't stars, we? Joe. How dare you suggest such a thing? Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's the Juicy Goss Speakeasy <laughs> uh, Lounge um, for you. That, 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 that sounds like a perfectly viable and not at all economically disastrous thing for us to do mm-hmm. uh and uh let's see will we have any themed nights like uh a movie Ooh. night or uh <gasps> yeah, karaoke we got, we, we've gotta have we've gotta have like there's a night with that involves dressing up and so there's like a deal that you get so if if you on on um movie night whatever that you know happens to be then if you dress up according to whatever movie is going to be playing then you get you know maybe you get an extra one bev for free or something or or there's no cover or something uh you get in without cover um we have cover yes Mm. maybe controversial yeah cover is controversial i'm trying to think like so i i don't think you always have cover i think maybe there's cover on like a friday night or a saturday night um so like your most your most popular day uh if you come at like 10 or 11 instead of earlier then there's cover uh but you could you could like be there since 8 p.m. and then you're fine okay yeah, so that maybe that's where we we end up making our money. We'll compromise we'll it with all these other things. <laughs> um, let's see what else. What else? So, I mean, I, I I do like movie night, but are we going to have like themed movies, or is it just maybe it's movies that you've done on defo- defocused before? Oh, I mm, I don't know. Maybe uh, or where we more the than likely night. will just play a movie on silent while some music goes, and we have a DJ. Um, because nobody really wants to sit there and watch a movie in silence. Uh, or oh, no, yeah, movie night can't be. Yeah, we can't actually. Maybe. Oh, okay, okay. No, we can play a movie in silent. But for the people who are more wallflowery, why don't we have um, Bluetooth headphones that they can Ew. use? <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I mean, you, you get you get you get a new pair of foam ear tips. You know, it's not like they're going to be reused to that extent or maybe you you can pay you can buy a pair of like we can get some really cheap bluetooth earphones uh that cost us like i don't know ten dollars and so you pay twelve dollars for them or something and then you can watch the movie if you so choose uh for for the, again for the wallflower bunch i i'm not as entirely convinced by this but it is low enough overhead that i could agree to do it we can experiment with it. At yeah, least. we can we can give it a shot. Um, but uh, but yes, I mean, I, I just don't know how many people you want to have in your bar that when you survey the room are sitting around with headphones on, uh, quiet quietly just sipping drinks. Um, but uh, 
Well, Joe, I feel like this is this is the thing is you sort of will be in charge of the more chill zone where everybody's just sipping drinks and chatting or watching a movie. And then you can go either like downstairs or upstairs or through some sort of threshold into the more lit portion of our speakeasy where I am in charge of the, <laughs> the folks that are dancing and, you know, on the, on the dance floor and uh, flailing about this way and that. Did I ever tell you about the, the, the secret quote unquote uh, tiki bar in San Diego where they have uh, you would enter through a freezer um <gasps> what yeah okay so in san diego there's this uh restaurant that's just like you know kind of a high-end hoity-toity kind of restaurant and then in the back corner of the restaurant is a, fr- uh, a freezer door and what you do is you check in at the hostess station and you say i'm here for the secret thing which is on yelp and uh, on open table for reservations so huge <laughs> secret um and then they say okay sure and then they open up the like vault door style freezer door and then you walk in over a threshold through a working freezer uh, and then into it works yeah and then out the other side of the freezer into the uh the tiki bar lounge that was in the back um and the problem with that was it was against the fire code so they shut down briefly so that they could retool that so it wasn't um like functioning for the restaurant in terms of having produce and stuff inside of it (laughs) Oh, wow. I didn't realize they were actually like using it, using it. I thought it just was sort of like, oh, look, it works. That's cute. Yeah. They were actually using it for food. <laughs> it, was, it was not a not a bright move on their part. But um, the yeah, that, that was that was an interesting thing. So you could you could do something similar. You could have a little uh, uh, thing that slides or opens or something. Um, yeah. To, oh, to like a know. like a bookcase, a uh, slidey bookcase or something. Yeah. Or, or uh, like in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, how they had that fireplace that rotated around. Yes. Uh, look, I'm all about, but ours can't be on Yelp. Like, it has to actually be secret. I, mm-hmm. I, and I don't want someone to walk up to the hostess stand and say, I'm here for the secret thing. I want them to walk up to the hostess stand and be like, bing, ting, tang, willa, walla, bing, bang, or whatever that, that is from that song. And then that's the secret code that gets you into the lit portion of the lounge. Mm-hmm. So, in the lit portion of the lounge where you are uh presiding um what what i've got a cape yes <laughs> well i mean how how else would it be lit if you didn't have a cape uh but how how are you how are you uh are you are you the dj are you uh are you the oh, host no. with us with a microphone like ordering yeah people around? i'm sort of i'm sort of well okay i don't want to play i don't want to have to be on all the time like i want to be able to just be with the, the folks there that want to be there so i'm sort of like just keeping an eye on things and i i don't i don't foresee you know needing to uh, maybe i'm like a bartender as well uh in this area a bartender with a a cape sounds like uh, a difficult thing to deal with but does it not also sound kind of awesome (laughs) (laughs) yes and like i don't don't always have to be behind the bar i'm gonna go out onto the dance floor quite often Mm -hmm. and uh, you know have have a good time but it's sort of like I know how to bartend in this fantasy, um, and <laughs> I do not know in real life, but well, in this fantasy, I've learned how to bartend. You, well, um, you're, you're greatly aided by the fact that we have a vastly reduced menu of the only things that you could oh, make. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no, sorry, we don't make that here. Why not? I don't know how to make that. 
<laughs> um, and so I, you know, I can spend some time behind the bar. I can spend some time in the sort of raised VIP portion, um, which is going to be mostly empty most of the time because we'll have so few clients apparently. Um, and then I can help. I can walk up to the DJ at any time and be like, okay, it's time to play Nicki Minaj, please. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so I can, but I've never, I don't want to be the DJ because that's like the sad thing about the DJ is they never can really be a part of the, the dancing. They, they can sort of move along with the, the crowd from up above, but I don't ever want to be in that position where I'm like, ah, I have to keep this thing going and I can't be a part of it at the same time. Yeah. It's the DJ's greatest curse. Um, <laughs> the curse of the DJ. Yeah, the well, you could always have a hype man um, too. There you go. Yeah, you you have you could have a hype man. I have a hype who, dog. And, and so you could stand there like with your cape, your flowing cape, and uh, mm-hmm. a cane, and just like oh yeah, gotta catch, have a cane. Yeah, and just like you know, be 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 uh, a very uh, imposing figure, and you don't have to speak or do anything. And then this hype man runs around and does whatever you say, and you just. Like whispered little instructions, and then he goes ah, and he, he runs and does the th- this thing the the things for you. I'll talk. Yeah, I'll talk to that. Like, okay, that person over there is getting a little too intoxicated, so you need to go over there and tell them either they could sit down and have a couple glasses of water, or they need to go, and they do that. Mm-hmm. Also, my cane, I can flip the top of it, hit the button, and it will cause um, some confetti to fall from the from the ceiling. I, I had my fingers crossed that you would say confetti. Uh, as soon as you said there's going to be a button on the cane, <laughs> I'm so glad you, you 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 went there. I don't do that all the time. Like that is very special occasion kind of thing where I'm really feeling like this part of the 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 lit lounge is getting extra lit. It's like all right, time to pull out the confetti. <laughs> yes, does an air horn go off when you do that too? Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. That's too bro. Um, <laughs> Maybe some sort there. There's we'll figure out a noise. There'll be a noise, but it won't be that. Mm-hmm. Well, that would that would be pretty perfect, I think. Uh, and I will, of course, do none of those things because um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could pull off a cape and cane. I don't, I don't think that's that's my look. Yeah, what are you wearing on your side? What are you wearing on the chill chill side of the lounge? Because like this is, I foresee this being, you know, these are thick walls in between the two portions, so that legitimately people in the more calm area aren't getting dis- aren't being disturbed by the opposite side i don't want i want these to have a clear enough separation that we're you know you're not disturbing them and because that 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 would be something that i'd be worried about it's like i oh no you know we're being too loud for the side that just wants to chill uh so yeah we'd have some good separation so what are you what are you wearing how are you running your side well, I would probably try to base it off of whatever the 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 themed event or was for that evening. Oh, so, like, if it's true. '90s night or like '2000s night or something like that, I would pick something that was appropriate to the era. So, let's say uh, bootcut jeans with a striped button-down shirt that's opened at the top with a white undershirt and uh, uh, gel in the hair. Um, yes, yeah, that that would be appropriate on your 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 '2000s night. Um, and you could you could uh, totally totally do that uh, for for the e- evening. But uh, that wouldn't be like an always thing. It would be very theme based. And so, like, mm-hmm. if we're watching Star Wars, um, then maybe I would have to wear a cape because I'd have to be Darth Vader. Um, which would be an unfortunate <laughs> thing. Yes. Oh, that'd be incredible. Mm-hmm. So, is your cape more of like uh, a Lena Waithe cape or like a, a Lando Calrissian cape? 
Lando, hands mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I love Lena's cape, but mine. I, I want a more subtle and sort of uh, imposing, but in a very uh, not a, no imposing is not the right word. It, it's it's a cape that gives that gives a little bit of a mystery and sort of a. Uh, it, it just, it looks right. It doesn't look like it's making a statement at all. It's just part of the ensemble. Yeah. It's short enough where someone across the bar would be like, Hey, is that guy wearing a cape? So that's the mystery that you're going for. Um, and they would upon closer inspection be like, Oh wow, he is wearing a cape. It's a baller move. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. See, so this not only is, is our secret underground speakeasy lounge, uh, providing, us with the opportunity of having this great bar and everything but it's also giving me a chance to like live out my fashion fantasies so i'm not always going to be wearing a cape i there may be nights where i would like to wear a dress and who knows you know like there's so many possibilities uh of of different things that i've wanted to play out and uh our (laughs) our juicy goss lounge is going to provide all of those things I'm excited. Yeah. I have a, one, one other last final question. Uh, where is Juicy Goss Lounge? I don't know. I was thinking <laughs> on your side of the United States. But our real estate is very expensive over here. Yeah, that's the one problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and you end up... Yeah, so you end up sort of having to compromise on size, and we can't compromise on size no. because we need enough space for the lounge, the lit lounge, and the uh, like speakeasy chill area. Um, which is also lit lounge is sort of a, an oxymoron, so I love it even more. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't describe every lounge I've ever been in as lit. Usually, I would describe it as chill. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. That, like that—that's what makes it oxymoron. Is you think you think lounge, you think let's be chill. Yeah. But my lounge is lit, and so it's not—it's not the typical lounging about kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be in St. Louis um, or Kansas City. Those places are. Uh, they're frequented in terms of sort of international and national travel. Um, but we could also have it somewhere on the East coast. Uh, honestly, it anywhere would work as long as we can get the space. What if it was a pop-up and we just did it wherever we <gasps> Holy wanted? Holy moly. Holy moly. That would be so, that would, that would double down on the, the speakeasy nature of it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And then that way we could just rotate through. And so nobody would know where it was because it's secret (laughs) and it would be, uh, anywhere in the United States, basically. (laughs) I like the idea of like coring pineapples, uh, putting in, putting like a, a parchment with a hint on it. And putting the core back in the pineapple and throwing them into public places, and, and people... I think the police would come after us for that one. Um, well, we have to. You, we yeah. hire bike messengers to do that. <laughs> um, they don't have to throw them; they can just leave pineapples in public places that are cl- like it. Clearly, you can tell that it's been cored, so they go to like someone, some curious person, and those are the people we want at our speakeasy. Uh, I don't want to know Gossip anyone Lounge. who would just pick up a cord pineapple off of the ground <laughs> well they'll come to my side of the club then it's yes. fine 
<laughs> we have to, to find up. some way to tell. Like, I don't want to be completely underground. I want to give people an opportunity to find us. And I'm trying to think of ways that match the Juicy Goss theme. Um, we, I guess Twitter, Snapchat. Uh, well, we could, we could uh, get those little uh, flyers where they like have a tear-off tag at the bottom. And then we could put them outside the local libraries. Uh <laughs> And, and and that would that would be a good way to control who's coming. That's how you get your people. That's <laughs> fine. Well, both. Yeah, there we go. We're both going to handle uh, our promotion, the promotional aspect and the ways that we handle the promotional aspect. So mm-hmm. maybe that's like that's the sort of lore of the club is that you and I disagree on how we promote the club. <laughs> and so we both just do that separately. And I've got some sort of. Uh, I've hired like a promotional person and they're, they're a little, a little annoying, but they get the job done. And then maybe you either handle it yourself or you've, you've hired someone more who wears like a suit and tie (laughs) and, and leaves those at libraries. And so that'll be the bit of like, don't ever talk to Joe or Micah about promotion because you'll get kicked out of the club because it makes them angry. Yeah. Well, did someone say promotion? Another thing we could do to uh, increase interest initially, because uh, I, I feel like a lot of people might be skeptical about uh, a flyer at a public library or a cord- uh, pineapple that they find on the street, but uh, we could also do invitation only for the first uh, for the first round, and then make all of the people we know go to wherever the first pop up is. Yes, I like that a lot. And then and they can get the word out required. to look for. Yeah, they can get the word out to look for the cord pineapples and the 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 flyers Mm -hmm. yeah they have like the part of the deal if if you you come then maybe you show the bartender like yeah i've talked about this on social media uh so where's my free moscow mule um or whatever beverage so that way we ensure that there is some chatter out there about the place uh but yeah in invite only and people see how lit the lounge is and how chill uh the the speakeasy portion is and you know it we we cater to everyone in that in that way yeah we're we're just very welcoming and caring individuals who run a pop-up secret bar um with another secret bar inside of it uh that has a guy running around with a cape and uh, cane <laughs> with a secret button <laughs> uh, uh one day yeah one day uh i think that's that's it now that we've conquered the entertainment space uh we we just gotta finalize a couple plans and uh we'll be good to go so uh yeah i'm actually i'm getting the the forms done up in triplicate so they'll be headed (laughs) your way soon and we'll move on to phase two yes Uh, totally doing it uh and uh (laughs) so uh have a have a good time until then and uh see you soon at our pop-up (laughs) Sounds good. Bye, Micah. (laughs) Goodbye.